Presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manovalin. It's Monday. In today's show, but January 6th might be more than a day of remembrance on Capitol Hill. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. It's going to be an emotional week for a lot of people on Capitol Hill. With the one-week anniversary of the January 6th Capitol siege on Thursday, Congress is planning an array of memorials and speeches to commemorate one of the darkest days in American history. But Democrats are hoping that Thursday will be more than just a day of remembrance. Playbook hears from well-positioned sources that in the Senate, there's a desire to take the opportunity to supercharge the party's long-stalled voting rights legislation. Here's how we expect this one to go down. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is expected to lay out a plan today that'll bring the party's push to nationalize voting rights protections to the floor in the coming days. All this week, Democrats will argue that the flurry of voting rights restrictions that have passed in GOP-controlled states over the last year are a direct result of the January 6th riots and the big lie spread by former President Donald Trump, and that democracy is still very much on the line. That bill will get filibustered by the GOP, just as it has time and time again, yet some Democrats think that an argument pegged to January 6th could win over Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. They're the party's two major holdouts against making an end run around the filibuster to pass the voting bill. Here's the question though, will this work? If the past is any indication, probably not. Manchin has been clear that any rule changes in the Senate must be bipartisan. Sinema has argued repeatedly that if Democrats go nuclear to pass voting rights, the GOP could do the same when they're in power and could use the lower vote threshold to scale back voting rights nationwide. Politico's Alex Eisenstadt reports today on the popular blue state GOP governor who's positioning himself as the anti-Trump, quote, when Representative Jamie Herrera Butler, a Trump impeachment backer, threw a fundraiser last month, she was accompanied by a fellow Republican who trekked from the other side of the country, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. The foray was part of a broader effort Hogan is launching to bolster the ever-growing list of Republicans Trump is trying to oust in this year's midterm elections. Hogan has hosted fundraisers for Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, and he's looking at helping others, including Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, another impeachment supporter facing a Trump-endorsed Republican challenger. He has loudly advocated for the Republican Governors Association to defend Kemp and other sitting incumbents under fire, a position the organization has embraced. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 8.55 a.m. Eastern Time, the president will leave Newcastle, Delaware, arriving back at the White House at 10.05. At 11.10, Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will receive the president's daily brief. At 1.30, Biden will meet virtually with family and independent farmers and ranchers to discuss his administration's work to boost competition and reduce prices in the meat processing industry, with Attorney General Merrick Garland and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack also attending. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2 p.m. The Senate will meet at noon. The House is out today. One thing to mark on the calendar for next week, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid will lie in state in the Capitol Rotunda on January 12th. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a great week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. 
It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.